You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the episode Into the Unknown, directed by Brad Rao and written by Stephen Melching. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Woo! Good to be back. Man, wow, it's been a while since uh, I've talked from Star Wars. I'm looking forward to it, Mike. And hey, yeah. it's good to pull you away from Inktober for a few minutes to talk some Star Wars. I know Definitely. you've been busy with Inktober, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 back in it. So, um last night as of recording, I uh, I recorded uh, a Joker review with Paul from The Saga Continues and his wife Morgan. Um and uh, and obviously we are recording this tonight and uh, and Arrow is back next Tuesday. So, uh so I'll be busy. I'll be recording both shows next Tuesday. So, um so yeah, now we're back and uh, and that's not going to stop. So one of the things that I'll say now uh, is that hiatus is going to be a bit of a thing of the past. <laughs> um, <laughs> the way it's going to work moving forward, so just getting right into it, this is our first episode back for, the, for season two, which is the final season of Star Wars Resistance. Um, we don't know what comes after Resistance with the exception of Clone Wars. Um, so for now, the plan with rebel cells is that you'll get, uh, you'll obviously get episodes throughout the rest of, of, uh, star Wars resistance. Um, and then, uh, theoretically there won't be overlap theoretically resistance and sometime in February, early March before clone wars comes back towards the end of March, I believe. Do we have an actual date? I don't think we have a date, but they did say was it February? They've said they've said that it's like kind of that February March area. Okay. So um, I think they have. That's I, I've, that's in my head that it'll be back next year, uh, sort of early in the year in the in the at the end of winter, beginning of spring, sort of thing. So um, we'll roll right from Resistance into Clone Wars. Hopefully, there's not overlap because that'll be difficult to manage. Um, 
And uh, and then once once we're in the midst of Clone Wars, hopefully uh, we'll either know what's coming next, or Matt and I will determine what uh, what we're gonna do next as far as Rebel Cells. Um, mm-hmm. The other part of that is that you can look forward to. Uh, I don't have a name for the show yet. I'm still kind of circling a couple of things, but. We will be reviewing The Mandalorian, um, and then obviously we we will be uh, like reviewing as in like what we do here with the commentary, uh, uh, weekly episode commentary for The Mandalorian, and then obviously when uh, the Cassian Andor series comes out, we will be doing that as well. So, um, and there's no way in hell that I'm not doing Obi Wan come come whenever <laughs> that is released. Hopefully uh, next year. Um, and and if that wasn't enough, then we will also have, uh, we will have an exclusive Thunderquack review for uh, the Rise of Skywalker, um, which will j- which will be Matt and I, um, uh, doing the review for that. I I we will also have over on the Thunderquack podcast, Amanda and I will be doing uh, our final ranked episode for the the skywalker saga for star wars when the rise of skywalker comes out so that's two places you'll hear me talk about the rise of skywalker around the release and then um of course tim kyle and paul are going to want to talk about the rise of skywalker so they'll be doing that either on the saga continues or or on thunder quack reviewed um depending i and uh, and and they've got their regular episodes of Star Wars: The Saga continues as well. So, um, going into this final season, it's a little—it's kind of bad news, but not really. Um, that that Resistance is ending because um, there's so much, there's so yeah. much to talk about. Um, well, that's what I, I was just going to say that as an opening. It was like we're starting Resistance last season, but this is this is October. What are we at? October 9th right now. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of a crazy, crazy four months of Star Wars content coming to us with yeah. the Rise of Skywalker, Mando, like you said, Clone Wars and Resistance, of course. So crazy next four months. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be uh, uh, faster and more intense than ever before, oh, yes. I think. <laughs> um, ooh, ooh, maybe that's a title. <laughs> faster and more intense. I like it. That might be it. That might be it. Straight, that might be the one for the, the live action stuff. Okay, well, you guys you guys just heard that live as it happened. Um, <laughs> if it ends up being called... Man, I think that's it. I think that's it. So the other thing is that everything in Thunderquack is going to be moving to Thunderquack.com in the new year. Um, it's not all going to happen at once. It'll, it'll, this will be a gradual thing. Um but if you're subscribed to this feed, don't worry because what I'll, what what I'll do is um, anything that either Matt or myself are on any of the shows uh, will continue to release on this feed as well um, until we've kind of transitioned everything, and then everything will have independent feeds. But yeah, faster, yeah. more intense is a pretty good podcast title, podcast, podcast name for kind of just for a general Star Wars podcast, right? Yeah, especially with all the stuff coming out, with all the live action movies, yeah. and, you know, jeez. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, um, we're gonna get into it, and as we do, I'm gonna check and see if that domain is available. <laughs> uh, I say, gonna snatch it up now. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, awesome. Uh, cool. Well, uh, with that, uh, I'll, uh, let's jump into some news. We, we got a we got a little bit. Yeah. Kind of, it's not really news news, but um, but why don't we talk about Triple Force Friday uh, to to kick it off? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'll start and I'll just say um, I went out on Friday at 11 a.m. and I went to Walmart and uh, the box hadn't even been opened yet. There was a box and I know it says Star Wars open October 4th. And I went to one of the associates and I said, hey, can is this going to be open today or what's going on? And she goes, oh, yeah, you want me to open it for you? So I was the first one to get into the, the Star Wars box. Very disappointing. I'll just say that I got the figures that I wanted. I got a Cal. I got the uh, Mando. And I got a new Kylo Ren. That's kind of all they had in the six-inch stuff. And they had and they kind of doubled up. There was the only one Mando. I got it. There was only one Cal from uh, from uh, the video game. I got him. Two Kylos. There was a couple Jawas, a couple Stormtroopers. So very, very disappointing. I'll just say that uh, from my experience. Although I, I only went to one place. So, I, you know, I don't know how disappointing it was. I actually tweeted out about how Walmart I was kind of disappointed, Mike. And was crazy. I got a response from Walmart on Twitter saying, mm-hmm. you know, hey, you know, sorry or whatever. Speak with a store representative and they can, help, you know, whatever. So it was kind of funny to get a response from from Walmart about my experience there, but I don't know. I saw a lot of other people having some trouble. Mike, what about you? Um, actually, so I, I my goal with um Force Triple Force Friday was really simple. I, I all I cared about really was Lego. Um, yeah, I didn't even go out the Thursday night. I waited until until Friday morning. Um, I went to the Lego store for opening, grabbed the three sets that, uh, that I wanted to get. So I got, um, I got the a wing, the resistance a wing, the, um, uh, Pasana speeder chase, uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the resistance Y wing. So I got those three sets, um, because I bought all three of those sets, I actually got two of the incentives, the um the endor is actually it's a it's kind of annoying because clearly they're leftovers from the 20th anniversary stuff from earlier in the year from like Mm -hmm. from like q1 um but it's okay because they're cool sets but it's like a it's like a little mini diorama of the battle of endor so i actually got two of those sets um one's for sale if you're interested i (laughs) i to paraphrase obi-wan kenobi I, yeah. that's, I'm serious. Like I have one and I only need, I opened one and built it already. And I have another one and I'm selling it for 50 bucks. So anybody who wants to buy it, message me on Twitter, Arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F, um, plus shipping. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's a, it's an incentive one. So you have to spend $75 to get it. It's kind of an exclusive. Um, so I got two of those. I, but not really rise of Skywalker or, or any of those other things related to any of those other things. Um, great sets though. Really, really great Lego sets, really fun builds. Um, the a wings, not that different from previous a wings, I feel. Um, but, uh, but, but it does come with Lieutenant conics, which is cool. Um, mm. that's a minifig that I didn't have. Um, and yeah. we haven't really seen her look for the new movie. Uh, I think she was maybe in one of the shots, at Star Wars Celebration that was just kind of in the background during the panel. 
but uh, but we haven't really gotten a good look at her outfit. So I feel like this is the best look we've gotten so far. Is this minifig? Um, the Y wing was a lot of fun to build. Uh, a very big set, very complicated build, um, but but cool. Um, and it comes with that great uh, resistance, uh, or sorry, not resistance, but uh, Rise of Skywalker, Poe Dameron with the scarf, the the Pasana mm. version. Yeah. Um, and uh, and comes with um, oh, what's Carrie Russell's character's name? Zori Bliss. Zori, there you go. Um, yeah. So interested to learn more about those two characters and that relationship and what's going on yeah. there. Um, yeah. uh, but the Pasana speeder chase is is probably my favorite. First off, the speeder itself is a really interesting build. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff that I've never had that I've never done before on a, on a Lego set. There's a few pieces that I've never even seen before. Um, uh, but I don't believe that they were made specifically for the set, but, but, um, but really cool stuff. Uh, obviously it comes with rise of Skywalker Ray. That looks great. Looks fantastic. And then, uh, and then it comes with the jet trooper as well as, a. a Okay, so I'm gonna say this is a—it's awesome. The tread bike is really cool. I love it. The fact that the tread bike doesn't have a dedicated scout trooper, uh, an FO <laughs> scout trooper, is an injustice. It is <laughs> <Yeah>. tragic. <clears throat> they they didn't go well. We've got these bikes. So for people who don't know, uh, and I haven't I haven't gone back to any of the trailers to take a look to see if you can see them in the in the actual movie in the trailers but um for this for the lego set there's like this bike and it's like a speeder but like only the back half of it is a hover speeder and then the front half Mm. of it is like this this tread like a tank tread but just like a singular tank tread in in the front it is such a cool design um i love it there's also a galaxy of adventures uh uh tread bike um, actually, I don't know if it's called tread bike in the galaxy adventures figure. I should have looked at that. Um, I didn't pick it up yet, but it's on my list. I'm, I think I will get it cause it's super cool. Um, I love this design because I, we've seen speeder bikes and swoop bikes and, and stuff like that over and over, but here's something that's, that's kind of unique. Um, and I mean, like I loved the, the, uh, the patrol speeder bike from solo, I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool, and I liked the trooper that that was along with that. I never got that Lego set, which I'm disappointed in. Um, if I ever see one, hopefully at Celebration, I'll be able to track one down um, for not too expensive. But uh, yeah, um, I I bought that set specifically for that tread bike, and uh, and it did not disappoint. It's a really fun build. It's a really cool little piece to it. So that's a great set. Um, they're all ten dollars more than I anticipated them being, which is annoying. Ooh. But, ouch, yeah. But uh, so I, it ended up being thirty dollars more, and then tax on top of that. But they made up for it because um, Lego had double points over the weekend on all Star Wars stuff. So mm. if you're a Lego VIP member, which I highly recommend, if you buy a lot of Lego like I do. But uh, but yeah. Um, so I did that. And then on Friday, we, uh, sorry, on Saturday morning, we went out not with the intent of buying star Wars stuff. Although obviously I was going to get star Wars stuff, but, um, Disney did a one, two punch. And those who were out shopping on the weekend looking for stuff might've noticed 
Frozen 2 launched all of its merchandise on the same day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But they they sort of held off on events until Saturday. So all of the Frozen 2 events were Saturday. The Star Wars stuff was all Friday. Um, so we went out on Saturday to do all of the Frozen stuff with Kara because she's a really – she's super into Frozen right now. Um, she loves Star Wars as well, but but she's super obsessed with Frozen. So um, – so we we had to go out and uh, and and track down all of that stuff. So we went to Toys R Us for a, for a special make and take Frozen Two Lego event. Um, and uh, and so when I was there, I checked out their selection. The Toys R Us that I went to was not great, but it was also not one of the ones doing the midnight opening. So up here, mm. you guys don't have Toys R Us anymore, but uh, we've still got Toys R Us nope. in Canada, and uh, it was select locations. So we've got about six locations in vancouver i want to say yeah like six locations six or seven six yeah uh and one of them did it and it it was it's the one that's it's actually not that far from me but it's about a 45 minute drive so a 45 minute drive out there for nine o'clock and then at night it poured rain on thursday like it just like it was like a deluge so i I was like, yeah, I'm not going in waiting outside to get into a Toys R Us to discover that they've got like 12 <laughs> action figures and uh, yeah. and they'll all be gone. Um, so I haven't been out to that one yet, uh, but uh, the one that I went to, the one that's that's near my house, I uh, actually on Saturday morning had everything still. Um, and when I say everything, I don't mean they didn't have everything that's been talked about, but they had all the Lego sets. They had... Uh, everything from the from the black series except for the Mandalorian, I didn't, which I didn't get. Actually, no, I I guess I didn't see Cal either. Um, but I I yeah, because if they had had the Mandalorian, I would have gotten one. Um, oh sure. Yeah. But I great looking figure. Yeah. yeah. Um. But they had everybody else. They had all the Ray, Kylo, the troopers, everything else from this new wave. Um. Uh, and most importantly for me, more importantly, they had the Galaxy of Adventure figures. Um, oh, yeah. The Galaxy of Adventures figures are, in my opinion, superior to Black Series. Woo! Uh, yeah. Have you, taken a, have right you taken a look at them? The, I, yeah, the, go ahead. The quality on these figures is way beyond the quality on Black Series. Um, and Black Series has gotten better in the last couple of years. I've actually even started buying some. So I've got... Uh, who do I have? Uh, well, I've been collecting all of the um, all of the, the Ghost Crew. Although I don't have Ezra. I need to, I need to get on that. Um, I, but I bought the Ray from Last Jedi. The one that's got the really great face paint. Um, yeah. uh, the, that's got like the... It's like the first one that they did. That's like the laser sort of like like uh, I don't know how they do it, but but they got like that perfect sculpt yeah. and paint application. So I've got that one that I just bought recently. Um, I, f- I feel like I bought another one, but maybe I'm just thinking of my other uh, uh, Rebels ones. But I yeah, so I looked at Ray from Rise of Skywalker. I picked it up. I thought about getting it. Um, but then I looked at, so those ones are like $30. And then I looked at the galaxy of adventure figures, 
Um, although if you're going to display Galaxy of, of Adventures stuff, you need to buy stands because they don't really stand very well on their own. But um, yeah. but that's fine. That's not a big deal because they're only twelve ninety nine in Canada. Um, so I'm they're probably like nine ninety nine in the states. They're nine ninety nine here. Yeah. 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 Um, and the paint applications on all of them are perfect. The sculpts are fantastic, um, and uh, and they're actually playable action figures for kids. Um, so. Uh, so I bought Ray and Chewbacca Ray because I love that, that costume design. And I think it looks great. Um, mm-hmm. and because my daughter's name is Cara Ray. So I got her that one. And then I also got her Chewbacca cause Chewbacca is her favorite character. And I almost nice. bought, there's a three pack with the droids that has R2, BB-8 and Dio. But, uh, but we held off on that one cause, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it closer to Christmas, I think. But, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, I, th- I can't, I can't, like, kind of I, I praise them enough. I, I think that they're fantastic figures, um, mm-hmm. and I, I hope that everybody goes out and supports them because, because uh, I want them to make more. I want them to go back and do all because they've done a bunch of, they did uh, the first wave is Rise of Skywalker characters and Vader. <laughs> um, they got Vader, yeah. Do they have Leia too? Uh, I didn't see. I don't remember seeing a Leia. Did I see a Leia? Maybe I did. Yeah, you might be right, um, but obviously, I bigger, yeah. obviously, yeah. I want Bespin, Luke. I want uh, Empire Han. Sure, I yeah. want I, uh, I want Obi Wan. I want Anakin. I want Ahsoka. I want everybody to get a Galaxy of Adventures figure. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, they're fantastic. The new, the uh, new Poe. I, I, uh, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I <laughs> you like those, yeah. All right, I really, really it's, like them, and especially it's not just the quality of the figures, which I think are far beyond anything else that Hasbro is doing, but um, but it's also the price point. Like, it's actually a good action figure for a reasonable price, because yeah. otherwise you got you're looking at three and three quarter figures that These look are five, right? like yeah. hot garbage for up here again like twelve dollars they're like ten or twelve dollars here um and they they generally look awful right like the three and three quarter Mm -hmm. figures very rarely look good and then on top of that they're five points of articulation unless you want to get into the black series ones which are like fifteen dollars here right right they're more expensive and they still the sculpts because they're so small they still don't look good the paint applications are often off Right, like uh, one of the Black Series figures, one of the Black Series Ray figures that I was looking at, her her mouth was basically like uh, like two millimeters off of where it should have been, um, and it's like, how did that get into a package and to a store <laughs> yeah. that should have quality been caught control. in quality control? Like it, right. yeah, I, it, Hasbro's been bothering me for the last few years, but at the same time, every once in a while they put out something. Their Power Rangers line is also. Uh, uh, awesome but uh yeah i uh, anyways yeah it's it's uh, i it, it, i don't know for triple force friday is a little bit disappointing i think i uh, i uh, for everybody because they hype it up and uh and it's really only right. like 10 stores 
in the world yeah. that get a real yeah. Triple Force Friday display, right? So unless you're in New York True. or yeah. at the yeah. Disney store and, and like, like uh, uh, not Disney store, but like the, if you're at Disneyland or you're at Disney World, right? Uh, right. Uh, and you can go to like the world of Disney there. It's I, You're not going to get the full displays. Um, so no. we ended up, we went to the Disney store after that and the Disney store was sad. It was really like depressing how little Star Wars stuff they had. Um, and then Hot Topic didn't have anything, which I found really surprising because Hot Topic and Hot Topic owns her universe now, don't they? Oh, I didn't know that. I think that they I think that they bought her universe. Um, I so then that's why you see all the her universe stuff in Hot Topic. Um, but yeah, it, it's a. Uh, yeah, it, it, I think it, they just set themselves up to disappoint fans every time. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I, I don't want to be too hard because I only went to one store in a small town. I, I, I shouldn't have expected a lot, but I got what mostly what I got. I wish there was a few more things like the Galaxy Adventure figures. I didn't think I don't think I saw any of those. Um, and the selection of six inches, they only had three. Six, they only had nine figures that they brought in, and I brought I bought three of them. The other. The other six were just repeats, um, mm-hmm. you know, stormtroopers and stuff like that. So it's kind of that's kind of what disappointed me. And then another thing I heard, I don't know if you heard this, that also they're they're kind of holding back on some of the stuff because the Rise of Skywalker hasn't been it's not out yet, so yeah. they didn't want to maybe spoil anything. I don't know how true that is, but I did hear that going around. So that could be a reason why uh, it wasn't as um, was as good as it normally. I mean, man, you talk about some of the toy stuff we got just a few years ago. It's just so much different nowadays, you know. It's it's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's Hasbro. I don't know if it's people who just aren't interested anymore. It's collectors. I don't know. It's it's I, a little. I think it's I think it's, it's the the expense. I th- I think that that producing toys now um, is is a lot more expensive than it was. I I you know fifteen years ago uh, for for movies like uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah, I think that uh, not to get political, but I think Trump's made it especially difficult to do business because um, because of, of all of the the extra tariffs and taxes and stuff like that, especially on China. Mm. Um, right. So I think that that has affected because all that stuff is manufactured overseas. Right. So I think sure. that that's really affected Hasbro's ability to do business. Um, so, yeah, it. it I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a weird thing. And then I think it's a bit, it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like, well, nobody's buying figures. So we gotta, we gotta cut quality. We have to, we're going to produce less of them. So then you go to the store and it's still the same 12 figures that have been warming the shelves for like, cause think back to, to that era around revenge of the Sith and when clone wars was airing and, and all of that. Um, and think about the figures that like that we were getting. We were getting random characters who had like two seconds of screen time, and they were right. incredible sculpts with articulation. And uh, and every wave had five clone troopers in it that were all unique. And like for a little bit there, it was it was incredible. Like you could buy whatever you wanted. Um, I and now it's it's a little bit. It uh, yeah it it's it's kind of it's kind of hard hard slim pickings hard pickings slim pickings, 
Um, Slim Pickens for sure. Yeah. I have a, I have a quick question though. The carbonized figures. What does that mean? What's the difference between a regular Black Series and a carbonized Mandalorian? Are they metal? That's no. Well, I I thought it was just the packaging, but because I keep seeing those gold package. Yeah. The Mandalorians. I go. Wait a minute. I have I have the white package one, and I keep seeing these gold ones, and I'm like, well, wait, wait a minute. What's different about that? Because I didn't see those, but I I think it's just the packaging, um, some kind of special packaging. That's the only thing I could think of because it didn't come with anything extra that I noticed. So, I and I thought for a minute that my screen was showing the color wrong or something, and I started looking at it closer. I go, wait a minute. That's a different color box. I have the white box. I started thinking the same thing. What's going on here? What's the difference? So I think it's just some kind of special packaging, as far as I could tell. Uh, I didn't really look into it much more than that. So okay, yeah. And I don't know if that was just like at the Disney store, or certain stores got those. Um, I didn't really pay attention to that either. So, but I don't know. I'll I'll try to get one of those. That's for dang. You know what I did get though over the, over the last couple of days too is my uh, Darth Vader hyper real figure. I don't know if you heard of those. Yeah, um, I've, I've seen I've seen it in the store. Unfortunately, the only ones that I've seen were at um, they they were at Toys R Us, and because it's such an expensive figure, they mm-hmm. um they put a, a spider wrap on it. Like the I do you know what that is? Like the the anti theft thing, like it's got oh, like the sensor. Gotcha. So yeah. twofold the the package opens so that you can look at the figure, and right. if it's got a spider wrap, you can't look at the figure. And then the other part of it is that they damaged the hell out of the packaging. Oh no! And I'm no. like, no thanks. Collectors want to buy these things, you guys. It's how much is a figure? How much is a is a is one of these guys. I paid seventy nine dollars for one. So they're probably a hundred dollars in Canada, and they're yeah. doing that to them. It yeah it it. There's a reason no. why Toys R Us went out of business in the states, um, yeah. and and uh, I'm I'm not sure how they've managed to to stay alive up here. I think it's That's I think crazy. it's a lack of competition. I don't think that anybody else really has the selection of toys uh, up here. That uh, mm. that that you guys can go to target and Walmart and, and right. we don't have target first of all. Um, and our Walmarts tend to have pretty crummy toy sections. So, yeah, um, yeah that's a collector's yeah. figure. That's a $79 figure. You you don't want the package damaged on that. No. Yeah. Uh, so some people you know, are going to buy that and never open it. Right. Like that's the, that's yeah, why like it did. has that <laughs> gatefold packaging. Yeah. So, anyway, beautiful figure. Yeah. Awesome figure. A lot, tons of, you know, hands and poses. You can, I mean, just fantastic figure. And then they're doing a, a Luke as well. Um, early next quarter in 2020. So, nice. uh, which version so, of yeah. Luke is it? Is it, it is the, um, Bestman Luke, if I remember Bestman? correctly. Nice. nice. Yeah. So cool. we get that. Cool. Well, um, the, the other thing that, uh, that, that we'll mention really briefly before we get into the actual episode recap is just the fact that, uh, we'll talk about this more like as we talk about the episode, but, uh, but I just wanted to note that Lucasfilm, it's really interesting, doesn't seem to be supporting, um, resistance in the same way that it did previous shows. I. Uh, I say that because the social media channel didn't say anything on Sunday. Pretty quiet. It was radio silent. Yeah. Um, there was no like, hey, 
resistance is back tonight at blah 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 time um there was no like oh here's the trend like like they did on on wednesday of last week just like they did this week uh today as we're recording they put out like the screenshots and the trailer like the 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 preview but um but that's it like they kind of put that out and then whatever um and it seems to me like like um they've kind of they're kind of on other stuff the other the other part of that is that um tracy who i uh, worked pr on clone wars and rebels mm-hmm. uh, i believe is working on mandalorian like mm-hmm. like i think because everything is so crazy there's so much going on she is specifically doing the mandalorian um and uh, and and they've got different people doing the pr for star wars resistance and i uh, and and i it i don't know like i it's not that they're doing a bad job i just it's noticeable that um i i that that there's a change because mm-hmm. i cuz i just it feels a little bit like stuff is maybe falling through the cracks or lucasfilm just really like they kind of don't care it's 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 just like the d23 trailer thing where it's like they released the trailer ahead of d23 because they didn't want it to be part of d23 basically right. like and and i think that that was partially like let's get this out a week before d23 because if we release it during it's just gonna get lost no one's even gonna see it right yeah but it's also like we'll release this and then like five days later it's gonna get just blown out of the water because here's the trailer for mandalorian right yeah, yeah. here's a yeah. preview of of um rise of skywalker so you know i i think that um the fact that it's that it's ending this season, I think, uh, I think the, the the direction that that they're going with the marketing of it, it it seems to me like they're pretty intent on on just sort of putting this out and letting it go. Um, I think also because it's not part of because because it was a it's a Disney Channel Disney XD show, it's not really part of their larger Disney Plus plan. Um, Mm-hmm. that yeah. that it's kind of like okay well we're just gonna wrap it up um yeah yeah it'll be really interesting when we get to the finale to see if the finale is really a sense of closure but the other part of it is just i don't know about you but as much as it got better towards the end of the season i just even coming back i don't really care that much about these characters um, yeah, no, I hear you. And, and that's the struggle with this one. This does feel like a, a stepchild in a sense to the Star Wars family, you know, and um, it's fine. We did talk about this in our last episode briefly about, mm-hmm. you know, was this really the, the direction they wanted just two seasons or is this something where they did the first season? It didn't have the traction that maybe they had hoped. And there's like, OK, let's go ahead and finish it out with season two, you know, or I don't know. The time frame seems to think. Sometimes I think that maybe this is all they really intended because the time frame is really tight on this thing. So you can't go too far um, with the story, I guess, if you're going to put it in between these two movies, uh, you know, The Last Jedi and, and Force Awakens. So I don't know it does. It, I, I totally agree with you. Though. This thing does feel like it's just been, you know, like I said, a stepchild. It's down there. It's the bottom thing they talk about. Um, and, and it doesn't get nearly anything, any of the love. And to, Geez, wait until 
the Mandalorian comes out, this thing is going to, no one's going to, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say no one's going to care about it, but wow, when the Mandalorian comes out, this thing is really going to be pushed to the, to the back, you know? So we'll, we'll still be here though. We'll talk about it. Yep. I, yeah. Crystal kind of asked me the other night because <laughs> I was like, yeah, the season premiere was fine, but it wasn't really, yeah. it wasn't really much of a premiere. It was just an, an episode. I mean, no. like, we'll, we'll get into it now. I, Okay, let's, yeah, uh, let's, yeah. let's jump into the recap. All right, let's do it. Calculate the jump, Chop. How is my boyfriend doing? Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Ahsoka! Hand it over, Ewok. No. So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome. Now it's time for the Rebel Cells episode recap. So we got into so my uh, again starting with into the unknown. You mentioned it earlier. Brad Rao directed, written by Stephen Melching, um, and and here we go. Shoot, uh, Agent Tierney and Commander Pyre of the First Order speak with Captain Phasma over Hollow. They brief Phasma on recent events, including the escape of the Colossus. She is not pleased and orders them to destroy the platform turned ship if they cannot secure it. Then Tierney and Pyre welcome Tam, eager. To learn about her friends. So, you just talked about it. Um, you know, we were coming off last season, Mike. When we last saw our heroes, they were in a, a battle with the First Order there, and Aniko gets them to hyperspace, but he couldn't input the coordinates to Dakar in time, and they're kind of out there just in the middle of nowhere. We'll find out where they are in a second here. Um, but here we are. We open up on Castellon, the aftermath of the Colossus leaving. We get that and. You know, some beautiful shot, beautiful head-on shot of the First Order to start story there to open it up. And here's Phasma, voiced by a new voice actor. I'll mention that real quick. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why Gwendolyn Christie couldn't come back. It's kind of weird. Again, and it just points to the fact that, do they even care about this anymore? You know, they, they didn't want the, the uh, original character to come back and voice it. Not a big deal, but it's one of those things you think about. But anyway, um, so Phasma back, she's talking to Tyranny and... And Pyre, and she says, hey, you either find that dang thing, you either find the Colossus and deal with it uh, or you know, secure it or destroy it. One of the two. If you don't do it, I'm coming after you. So interesting opening up with a, a, a cast on there, Mike, and, and Faz is kind of laying down the law of what's going to happen. What do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Was it? Was it? Gwendolyn Christie? I guess it's. Is it not? No, it was that. No, it's actually this new actor actress named Ellen Dubin okay. uh, was is one of the playing Phasma. So yeah, I mean she did actually did. It was hard for me to tell at first. You know, yeah, like, well, as you can and tell, I, I didn't even notice. Um, yeah, I just saw. I heard it mentioned on Twitter, and I went, "Wait, yeah. are you serious?" And then I went and looked it up, and I go, "Oh yeah." So anyway, yeah, new, new, new actress. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like from a story standpoint, this opening is kind of so it's a little bit it's kind of whatever right it's it's a little yeah. bit tropey yeah. of like okay yeah the, the, this we knew this is what the season would be 
um mm-hmm. this scene to me is almost unnecessary of like yeah okay you're gonna try and find the colossus yeah um but yeah i, I it it kind of i don't know to me this just didn't feel like a premiere nothing no. nothing no. in it felt premiere worthy um I think they could have changed that. I think from a story point, from a story perspective, it could have been different if if they had actually gotten to Dakar by the end of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. If we had gotten to Dakar and and um, and then we see that like oh shoot it's it's a crater, right? Um, the the resistance isn't there, um, but. There is also it's also a little bit weird. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue this next paragraph and then I'll yeah. then I'll talk about it. Elsewhere, okay. the Colossus emerges from hyperspace. Niku is unsure of their location, and the ship is in need of repairs following the First Order's assault. At least there's one good thing about all this, Kaz says. If we don't know where we are, I bet the First Order doesn't either. And then we uh, we essentially hear that they're that they're close to Dakar. Um, but I, I, to me, I don't know. It's, it's almost like I thought at the end of last season, it was like, well, Niku put in the the coordinates and then hit jump. And Mm. it was like, okay, well, I'm going to, he's trying to get them to Dakar, but I expected them to end up further away from the conflict because if they are that close to Dakar, the the resistance isn't that far um during the during the events of the last jedi right because that's where we're at now right right? like we're we're in the middle of the last jedi and for the last jedi to end the way that it does the colossus needs to not be a part of the story right Mm -hmm. so i was expecting that we were going to end up like that something was going to have happened and we were going to end up in the unknown regions the other part of it that i was kind of hoping is that we end up in the unknown regions so that by the end of the series by the end of this season um we maybe get a couple of hints as to what happened to ezra and thrawn right Mm -hmm. that they that they tie resistance and rebels together in some way Mm-hmm. Um, and that we end that series with like Ezra, right? And uh, and and that's the end of the series. And you're like, oh, that's why it's the end of the series because it's gonna be X now, right? Um, because mm-hmm. it's a new series. Like it's not Star Wars Resistance if if it's about Ezra and whatever. Um, yeah, I it it's I uh, I don't know it. Well, I expected them to be much further away. I expected them to be in the middle of nowhere and then for the season to be about them getting back. And now it seems like it's just it's going to be something else. So I that's just maybe that's just me and my expectations. Yeah. Well, so last so so with the finale of last year. Yeah. Was was Kaz seeing um, Hux do his speech just before they blew up Hosnian Prime. Yeah. So so as far as the timeline goes, depending on how long they've been in hyperspace, I mean, we're still, I think we're still 
at the end of the Force Awakens, correct? That's a good point. That's a good point. We could still, at this point in time, be trying to uh, 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 take down Starkiller Base. That's right. Uh, that's a fair point. Could be. Um, could be. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess Hosni and Prime gets destroyed. They haven't even captured Ray. Well, like they like they capture Ray right afterwards, and then we go back to Dakar, and then. So yeah. he he talked to them when they he talked to Leia before that, right? Right. Before Hosnian Prime got destroyed. Yes. Uh, yes. So yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. I guess that I guess that depending on how long they were in hyperspace, we are possibly in the middle of the battle at Starkill Starkiller Base. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so maybe that's one of thing. Yeah, we got we got to kind of drag that out. But again, yeah. like that's not a problem if they don't come out of hyperspace three parsecs away from Takar, right? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I it's it. You know, Star Wars. It doesn't like <laughs> how far yeah. is a parsec? How long does it take them to get there yeah. under sublight? Um, the next episode is all about them trying to get coaxium. I uh, I like that now that Solo has defined that coaxium is what hyper, yeah. uh, hyperdrive fuel is made out of. Yeah. We now have a word for it, so it shows up. It's like, oh, we got to get some coaxium, um, and right. we'll and maybe we'll see it, and it'll look exactly like coaxium from from Solo. But I, one of the other things that's kind of annoying is that around Solo, they're like, yeah, they're after coaxium, which is one way to power a hyperdrive, but it is not the only way to right. power a hyperdrive right not all hyperdrives run on coaxium but anyways yeah um no, yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as this particular scene too uh, the colossus comes out of hyperspace um you said you mentioned that there are three parsecs away roughly to uh to the car and this colossus it can't take they talk about this too it can't take another barrage of of, of damage so it's 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 struggling out there right now and if um Cass talks about it talks to Doza about the attack on the Republic and he doesn't he mentioned it too about it. He doesn't even know if his parents survived. So Kaz is still in that unknown part of he doesn't know if his parents are still alive right now. He hasn't really found out uh, I guess everything yet. So yeah, kind of a little couple things going on there with Kaz and and uh, and Doza too. So uh, I guess continue on the command deck. Kaz and his friends assess the situation. They're out of here. You go. They're out of coaxium fuel, but are close to Dakar, headquarters of the resistance. Still, there are other problems. Long-range communications are down, and artificial gravity systems uh, are malfunctioning. So, uh, again, on the command deck, uh, you got Tori, Eager. They're all there. And he said it, Mike. They mentioned of coaxium. I love that they kind of threw that in there now. And uh, again, three parks, parsecs away. Uh, and this zero G thing. This is kind of the whole crux of this episode is they most of the episode they're in the zero g type uh they're in zero g so they're kind of floating around everywhere uh and they kind of turn to the chilla day or show up in this episode as well but they've retreated into their cell so i don't know if it's because of hyperspace or the, the zero g or they just want to take a break uh i don't know what's going on but uh yeah, yeah we, and we get to see the deck right this is the first time i think we've seen the actual deck of it yeah the, you know, we, the see control the, room. we see the 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 bridge basically of uh, of the colossus right um, yeah i i so we know that we're gonna see some sort of a, a space battle in um in rise of skywalker 
And uh, depending on how this series ends, uh, I really hope that we get to see the Colossus in that, in the same way that we saw the ghost, ghost in yeah. Rogue One, right? That because that was kind of that was kind of the perfect way to uh, to, and it wasn't the end of the series for Rebels, but like it's kind of the perfect way to 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 sort of give the the cherry the uh, put the cherry on top of that series of like yeah this series it's a great series uh also it's uh it's 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 really really canon because here's the ghost it's in this scene um sorry i you guys could probably hear that we've got a little bit of discord outside the the studio (laughs) here um she's upset that resistance is ending i guess uh, I think no, that's she's true, not. Yeah. Kara does not like Resistance <laughs> at all. She likes Star Wars Rebels, but she has no interest in Resistance. Uh-oh. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, but yeah, my I really hope that we get to see the Colossus in action, but uh in in uh, in in Rise of Skywalker, but uh that only that only counts if we also get to see everybody else. We get to see the fireball and and the rest of the aces. Um, flying alongside the rest of the resistance, but uh, we'll see. Sure. We'll see. Come yeah. December, it's not that far away. It's only like seventy days away. I yeah. uh, uh, seventy some odd days. Um, I'm gonna continue here. Uh, Kaz, Tora, Niku, and CB23 go to the subdecks to repair the gravity genera- generator and transmitter. The astromech soon finds, however, that they're not alone. Meanwhile, Aunt Z's patrons enjoy the current lack of gravity. Until Kaz's ill-fated attempt at repairs sends them crashing to the ground again and again. So, uh, this show's been given a lot of flack for being silly, for being too comedic. Um, I I will say this is exactly the right level. Like this is, it's it's story based. It's real. Uh, it's not slapstick in the sense of like Kaz is just falling over and a wrench drops on his head. Um, sure. Yeah. It's very like this to me feels very Star Warsy of of like it's 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 similar to Han repairing the Falcon and it's uh, and he's like you know do, do this do that and then the they hit the asteroid and the 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 tools fall on him um, <laughs> yeah. and he's kind of like when he's kind of like hanging over the thing and he's like no hand me the hydro spanner I. Uh, mm. It's kind of similar uh, to to that, and and I actually really enjoyed it. I also really enjoyed seeing everybody, um, uh, like hanging out, and and it's like this is like an all hands on deck situation, but it's a reminder that the the denizens of the Colossus are civilians. They're not rebels. They're not um uh new republic they're not imperial they're not first order they're just people so this is happening and they're just kind of trying to make the best of a bad situation um and i think that what one of the things that we'll see this season is is the attempt to kind of galvanize the citizenry of the of the colossus into um a crew right um yeah because i they should all be working to to fix the Colossus, but right now we've just kind of got our core group of Yeager's mechanics and uh, and and then Doza and his and his droids. So mm-hmm. it's gonna. It, I think it's gonna take everybody in order to get uh, to get it going again. But uh, but uh, I think that'll be that'll be kind of the story 
of the Colossus and, and, and the end of season two. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing that, but uh, also great to see flicks and Orca uh, out of that box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause that's the last time we saw them. They were closing themselves in. Oh, in that's that right. Um, yeah. And we also got confirmation from Justin Ridge that flicks and Orca are in fact a couple. Um, they are a romantic couple, uh, which is, I, I, last season I had definitely, um, talked about that a lot and said, you know, like, like, like regardless of what they ever say, that's how I read that relationship. Especially once we heard the thing about, uh, about, you know, uh, they're going to visit, uh, Orca's mother, um, right. or no Flix's mother, Flix's mother. Um, mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, I think these guys are a couple. Uh, and, uh, and we got confirmation that that's the case. Doesn't change the story. Doesn't affect anything else, which I think is really great. No. I um, think most people thought that was the case anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so as well. I think that a lot yeah. of like the, the yeah. sort of observant viewers had picked that up. Yeah. But it's just nice to see Lucasfilm and, uh, and, and the crew for resistance acknowledging it and not being cagey, having, having the, uh, the, the integrity to stand by that decision and say, not say oh it's open to interpretation but to actually go like no yeah that's that's mm-hmm. what we're going for um so yeah kudos to them i think that's really great i i i they kind it's kind of they get away with it because it's because it's uh aliens so right. you know like like yeah. it's uh, a little bit gray so <laughs> Um, yeah. as far as representation goes, it's not, it's not a hole in one, but it's definitely a nice par. Um, and it's, and it's where we should be at that that sort of thing should be included in a show like this and not be a big deal. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'm really glad that they, that they came out and said that. Um, and obviously I love those characters. Uh, if, oh, yeah. if, I, if anybody from resistance needs to show up in whatever happens next, it's Flix and Orca. I like they can you can easily pull them out of this and put yeah. them in another show and yeah. Um Yeah. No, but, Anzis, man. Anzis was a place and it's usually the place to party. And then yeah. when you throw anti gravity into it, or zero G, uh it's uh, I guess a little more lit than normal if, if that's what the kids say nowadays. <laughs> uh yeah, I know it's it's the it was a place to be for that for that time when it was uh the gravity was going in and out and they're all over the place. Yeah. Party time over there. Um uh, I'll keep going. Aboard the First Order uh, Star Destroyer, Tam tells Agent Turney what she knows and agrees to help them find the Colossus. They're not my friends anymore, Tam says. I made my choice. With that, Pyre instructs Tam, now called Cadet Pilot DT-533, to go pick up her uniform. And, it, and, and this is the crux of this episode, Mike, is um, obviously and, – and maybe the crux of this whole series is focusing on, on Tam and her decisions – and how she's dealing with a man. She says right here, man, she feels, she says, the resistance is filled with outlaws and liars, people she thought were friends. The First Order is trying to make the galaxy safe again. So she's totally, you know, been brainwashed. Or is this how she feels, at least at this point? And she hasn't been, she's kind of been kept under this little blanket, I think, for now. And we'll see what happens with her. But obviously this is, one of the main things in this series, right, Mike, is, is her decisions and what what's going to happen with her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I think the great thing here is that we get to see a little bit more about how the First Order operates. Um, mm. 
and and I think that's that's a great insight into uh, into the the sequel era um, because we haven't really seen we've seen Kylo Ren we've seen Hux and we've seen a little bit from season one but now we actually get a personal experience within the first order and uh, and it's gonna be really interesting to see if she steps out of line what happens when she steps out of line it's gonna happen. Uh, yeah, both I think so, with yeah. this week's uh, episode and and next week's episode, the preview that we've seen, you can tell that that she's conflicted, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be a a part of the plot for this season. But yeah, did you um, hear anything about her cadet pilot DT five three three? Is there any significance to the numbers or letters, or is that just a random thing? I haven't seen. Anything. I haven't seen anything. I think it's okay. just. A, I think it's just the numbers. I don't know. There's probably some significance, but. I didn't yeah. know if there was a, a significance yet, but um, but yeah, she's at least at this point she's hundred percent down with the first order, and uh, Tyranny even kind of right, you know kind of reinforces it. You know, are you sure you're with us? And she's like, yeah. And then she gets to go into her barracks, and there's a fresh new helmet for her and her uniform, and and here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, go ahead though. You want to keep going? Yeah. Uh, back on the uh, on the Colossus, Niku goes in search of CB twenty three only to find the droid's head and body floating listlessly. It's kind of creepy. Soon, Kaz and Tora find Niku himself tied up, and the First Order droid that was thought destroyed during their escape from Castellan waiting. So I really liked how this episode started, and it was like, oh, what's like sort of a continuation of, of the finale? Um, and then, uh, and then very quickly, once they start, like, once they go down to this deck, uh, this lower deck, it becomes a horror movie <laughs> and the, yeah, the yeah. Jason or Freddie of this horror movie is a, it's a Rolly, <laughs> right? Yeah. Which yeah. FYI, that's the term now. Niku used it. And that's what we call them. Now those, that type of droid, uh, uh, an R2 unit is an astromech, uh, a BB unit. They're not all BBs, right? Cause uh, obviously CB 23 is CB. Um, they're Rollies. So, Let's start using the proper term, um, but yeah, for uh, for an adorable little first order Rolly to be the uh, the the big bad in this episode, the monster of the week, if you will. Um, yeah, I thought that was just fantastic. I, it, <laughs> again, the show is comedic; it's supposed to be, but I think early on the comedy was missing the mark. This season, like the second half of last season, and now this season. Uh, it seems like they're on track with the right kind of jokes. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a joke joke that it's, that it's this little rolly droid, but, but it is like, that's funny that it's a rolly droid. That's the bad mm-hmm. guy, right? right like right. that's humorous, especially when it takes out Niku, right? Like it ties. Yeah. Him yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He finds him. Uh, he finds she's beheaded. Like you said, just, no head or anything. So uh, let's see. Droid attacks, chasing Kaz and Tora through the zero gravity corridors. Once it sees the transmissions have been restored, however, the droid looks to contact the First Order. Kaz interrupts, giving Tora the chance to stop the message and Niku to repair CB-23. Actually, go ahead and finish that next one, Mike, and we'll talk about the what's yeah. going on here. Uh, just as the First Order droid is about to zap Kaz, CB-23 rams its rival. Kaz uses the opportunity to open the airlock and the First Order droid grabs onto Ziona to save itself. Finally, Tora closes the massive door, severing the droid's line and sending it hurtling into space. Um, 
so yeah it it did manage to send out a, a brief message um and we don't know if that uh was received by the first order and if that's gonna give them the location of the colossus but uh but uh they better hurry up and get yeah. uh, and get that get that ship running and uh and get some coaxium because because uh, i think the first order is going to be hot on their heels yeah that's kind of what this droid was waiting for was the uh you know the um the comms to get back online so we can send a, a, a signal and uh man yeah the class would be in some deep poodoo at that, that point but uh <clears throat> they were able to get to him beforehand and do the little uh alien you know float them out into space in the airlock uh situation <laughs> yeah. there yeah. so uh yeah uh finish it up though uh we'll finish up here though it's risky kaz sends a message to tam on her personal comm link Still angry, she tosses the device, refusing to listen. Instead, she takes her new pilot helmet from her locker and finishes suiting up. So, Kaz again. He's he, even in the episode. He calls. Doesn't he call um, Tora a Tam at one point? I think he does. He calls her Tam. So he's obviously yeah. got his mind on her. Yeah. Tries to contact her, but uh, she's not. You know, as again, as of right now, she has wants nothing to do. She's. Uh, not happy with what's going on. She feels that the Republic is uh, in the wrong, and the force, she's kind of fully aligned with the First Order at this point. So she doesn't want to hear from from Kaz, and uh, and uh, shuts off the comm link. And again, we get that last image of her, and her, she puts the helmet on. And man, are we going to see her in a in a Tie Fighter here pretty soon? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, I think when when um, when Pyre and his his um uh contingent catch up with the colossus uh the first thing we're gonna see is is tam uh, and her core flying out against the aces um and it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough and we know from the preview for next week that rucklin is with them as well um so there were actually i think there were actually a few people from the colossus that defected in the midst of all of that it wasn't just tam um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we'll, we'll see more of that, I think next week, but, uh, I mean like that kind of, this kind of goes to show it that, uh, it wasn't much of a premiere. Yeah. Pretty lackluster premiere. Yeah. We talked about it for maybe 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, um, yeah. we talked about, like we talked about triple force Friday for about as long as we talked about this episode. Um, which is uh, like, that's fine for a regular episode, but that's weird for a season premiere of anything. I'm not just talking oh, yeah. about Star Wars, but I feel right. like the season premiere should be a big deal. And uh, and with with Rebels, we would get one hour premieres, and it would be a huge deal. Um, even in the midst of movies coming out, it would still be a huge deal. And with uh, Clone Wars, I mean, like we would we would get one hour premieres. We would get uh, uh, incredible arcs like like the the um uh wasn't one season the camino stuff was the season premiere i feel like that was like season four. yeah yeah season three or four yeah, like four, the premiere three or four, was, I think. I, maybe it was three was like camino and we saw the republic commandos and like lots of really cool stuff in this episode like it's a good episode it's not a bad episode um but it just didn't feel like a season premiere to me i don't know it felt like yeah. the beginning of the second half of a season um, yeah. Um, or even more, just a continuation of the last episode. But uh, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how how things go. 
uh, this season. Um, and obviously we're, we're building towards the series finale rise of Skywalker. And, uh, and more importantly, uh, uh, the clone wars coming back next year. So I, yeah, yeah it's, we're, we're into it now. Uh, here we go. Buckle yeah. up. Cause, uh, cause <laughs> Buckle uh, up, baby. yeah, this is, uh, this is life now talking about star Wars every week. There will not be uh, any shortage of star Wars to talk about. So, uh, awesome. Oh, I did not do a very good job of, uh, filling out our rundown. Um, I, so what I will say is, uh, remember to, um, to leave comments on, uh, like send us comments on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, uh, facebook.com slash rebels podcast uh at rebels podcast on twitter and rebel cells on instagram um and uh and and let us know what you thought of the episode and uh and we'll talk about it on the podcast uh we didn't really get any commentary this week i also didn't really go out of my way to ask for it but uh but uh yeah um here's the here's the the preview for next week uh in a quick salvage run uh, that's the title of the episode. The Colossus is in dire need of hyperfuel, and Kaz suggests they take it from a downed First Order ship. However, Ooh. the salvage mission is compromised when the First Order shows up. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, like, we can expect to to see them catch up. I... I... To, to the Colossus crew, and... Uh, and and hopefully we'll see some starfighter action next week. I think like this episode was yeah. good, but it was a little bit low, a little bit light on the action. I mean, resistance was pitched as like, oh, they're gonna race starfighters all the time, <laughs> and then it was like they raced starfighters twice. Right. Uh, Kaz was only in one of those races, and yeah. uh, and then you know like the the starfighter stuff was few and far between. Hopefully that's not the case this season. Hopefully we're uh, we're in the thick of it. Um, throughout but we'll see um but uh yep. but yeah i think that's it anything anything yep. to say before before we sign off no i think that was it man you got it it was it was kind of like a lackluster beginning but um you know this is the last season so i i, I think that they're gonna kind of ramp this thing up and and yeah. hopefully finish pretty strong and there's some there's some storylines that we're gonna get that they're gonna yeah. be pretty intriguing uh, as this thing ends up so last season uh, ended with a lot of promise and going into this sure. season i i like even with, with a week premiere i i i don't think that they've squandered that i think that there's still an opportunity for them to do some really great storytelling in the star wars galaxy um uh, some things i'm hoping to see this season obviously more starfighter stuff more connections to the last jedi and rise of skywalker mm-hmm. um and what I would really love to see is maybe Black Spire Outpost and some connections to Galaxy's Edge. Um, I think that could be really cool. But mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, that's uh, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, I already gave you guys the social channels, so go follow us there, RebelCells.com, uh, to uh, to to stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news, and. Uh, and of course, you guys know we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. You can head over to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network, such as Star Wars The Saga Continues. And uh, and of course, if you like what you hear, you can support us in two ways. First, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch. And, uh, and then second, 
by heading over to patreon.com slash thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support over there. Um, and uh, with Arrow and now Rebel Cells uh, uh, back uh, up and fully armed and operational, um, there will be more exclusive stuff over there. And, and we're heading into the, the winter movie season, so lots of reviews, lots of, lots of uh, exclusives for, for the, the Thunderquack supporters over there. It's been a little bit quiet as um, uh, I took a little bit of time off with, uh, with Cassie being born. But, uh, uh, yeah, um, cool. That's it for this week. And uh, uh, we will catch up with you guys next week uh, for a quick salvage run. Thanks for listening.